Good morning on this Tuesday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We left off yesterday talking about Joshua. The book of Joshua in chapter 6, where God had commanded Joshua and the people of Israel to take Jericho. They had entered into the promised land, into Canaan, that which he had already made not only as a promise, but as a provision for them. That was the whole thing, to get them out of Egypt into the promised land, into the land of Canaan, where there no longer would be slaves, no longer would they be uh, under the bondage of, of uh, Egypt. And, uh, of course, we know that part of the, the generation that came out of Egypt didn't make it, except for Caleb and and for Joshua, and then, of course, all the new children that were born. But now that they've entered into the into the land, they've crossed the river Jordan through a great miracle. They're told to overtake and start conquering the, the land. And God's first command to them was the city of Jericho. You're not to take anything. You're not to touch anything. Everything there is going to belong to me. If you touch it, you take it. You're going to be cursed. You're going to bring a curse upon the entire uh, nation. And the consequences and results are going to be very, very serious. So starting in chapter 7, in verse 14, we wind up with the story of where they go and attack the second city, Ai. And when they do, they fail. They're actually defeated by their enemies. And Joshua is up in arms as to what in the world just happened here. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know why it happened. Uh, God, you brought us this far. You've shown us your miraculous hand. Why did this happen to us? And in this case, in this particular case, it's not always the case in each and every individual's life, but in this particular case, what Achan had done had opened the door And in opening the door, it caused them to be defeated. The scripture does say, give give no place to the devil. And that means don't give him even a place to put his foot. No, No place whatsoever. And sometimes we don't think about it because of the of the beauty of what the world offers, what the devil offers, what the flesh wants. But in doing so, we are blinded to the consequences or the effects that will be as a result of the decisions that we make. And in this case, uh, it was very grievous for Israel, but the, the consequences also for the individual were, are very great. Uh, that means that Achan is going to pay for it, and so is his family. As we have studied and seen when it comes to provision, that sometimes people can get greedy or they can get covet, uh, 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 covetous. And as a result of it, we saw what happened to Ananias and Sapphira, what happened to Balaam, uh, what happened to Gehazi, and how not only was it instantaneous for, for many of them, but also, it also included their family or generations down the line. So let's look at the story, Joshua 7, verse 14. In the morning, therefore, 
ye shall be brought according to your tribe, and it shall be that the tribe which the Lord taketh shall come according to the families thereof, and the families which the Lord shall take shall come by the households, and the household which the Lord shall take shall come man by man. In other words, we're checking to see what the problem is, and we're just going to go down the line. Which of the 12 tribes is responsible? And of the 12 tribes, which of the families of all those 12 tribes? And of those families, we're going to take the households. And of those households, we're going to take an individual person by person till we get down and resolve this issue. It says in verse number 15, as we read the scripture, And it shall be that he that has taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire, he and all that he has, because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he has wrought folly in Israel. Now, as interesting as this may sound, just consider the different areas of life that are affected. It says, because you have broken or you have transgressed the covenant, God had made a covenant, and they now are in the land, and they broke the covenant. Until we fully understand and grasp the Jewish concept, of God making a covenant. See, they didn't make a covenant with God. God made a covenant with them. And in many, many, many of the things that are in the scripture, you find that the issue was uh, when he talked about uh, in the book of Malachi and, and they complained why he wasn't listening and answering to their prayer. He talked about they've broken the covenant. The covenant of of their of their wives and their husbands as as a as a unit uh in the book of Amos uh it talks about uh at one point David and Solomon had made a covenant with Hiram uh we find all this in, also in the in the in the book of Kings uh concerning Hiram providing for them the wood for the tabernacle or for the temple and then uh later on uh they are responsible the the people of Israel for for sinning, but the people of Tyre that had made the covenant with them, uh, King Haram, they they broke the covenant and helped sell the people of Israel as slaves to others. And God says, for that, uh, you're going to be punished because you have broken the covenant. So it's interesting that the issue was that God had made a covenant with them, and in the covenant, certain things. Uh, that are outlined in it, the the prescribed uh, incidents or results or consequences or blessings or curses of it are are named out, and they had broken the covenant, and because of that, that wrought folly in Israel. So Joshua rose up early in the morning, and he brought uh, Israel by the tribes, and by the tribe of Judah was taken. So. So God directed him somehow to wind up with the tribe of Judah. And it says he brought the family of Judas and he took the families of uh, the Zerites. And he brought the family of the Zerites man by man. And Zab, Zab, 
died, uh, was taken and brought his household man by man. And Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabai, uh, of the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. So it very specifically outlines uh, who the culprit was here. And Joshua said unto Achan, my son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord, God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. And remember, that's exactly what Gehazi wanted to do. And that is with Ananiah and Sapphira. They wanted to hide it from the others. But the, the Holy Spirit and, and, and the Lord himself and the prophet were all very uh, well made aware of the things and the consequences of what was going on. In verse number 20, it says, And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. Thus and thus I have done. And here he outlines the consequences of his actions. When I saw among the spoils a godly or goodly Babylonian garment and two hundred shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold, and fifty shekels weight. Then I coveted them, and took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent, uh, and the silver under it. <clears throat> so he made confession. Uh, of course, under the law, uh, it, it, was, it was rough to live under the law. And because of it, the consequences and the, and the punishment was usually the penalty for breaking the law was death. And it says when he saw what he saw. So here we see what the eyes. And remember, uh, even Satan tried to present Jesus with all the glory of the kingdoms of this world. And Jesus turned him down and said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And of course, the scripture talks about the. Uh, the fall of Adam and Eve, it was because with their eyes they saw, and of course that stirred up the desire, the, the lust, the, the covetousness uh, in them, and of course they partook of the fruit. So we are given warning. God provides for his people. But when he gave the Ten Commandments, he said, Thou shalt not covet. That was the very last one. An individual in his own strength and in his own might may be able to keep all nine of the Ten Commandments, but it's always the last one. See, just because you don't murder, just because you don't steal, just because you don't lie, one may think, well, you know, I, I've, I've kept the commandments. But if one all along in his or her heart is wanting to lie, is wanting to steal, is wanting to this, is wanting to that. Remember Jesus said, if you hate someone, if you hate your brother in your heart, you've committed murder already. He said, if you look at a woman, you don't have to commit adultery, but just if you look at a woman to desire her in your heart, You've committed adultery. So the specifics of wanting to and actually doing it have already caught you. 
the very thing that you want to, even though you don't, you want to. And it's the want to that Jesus came and dealt with on the cross. On the cross, when he saves us, he takes away the want to from our lives and gives us the power to be able to overcome the want to. That want to do, we no longer have to do because he gives us both the ability to want to do his will and he gives us the desire to do his will. Now we can actually choose and be given the power of choice to overcome. Whereas before, when covetousness came, and Paul talks about this in uh, the book of Romans in chapter 7, you know, when, when the law came, all of a sudden I found myself under condemnation. But Jesus dealt with the law by dealing with desire and putting a new desire in us. Of course, there's much more to it, but I'm just uh, adding just a simple little touch to it. And, and it says that this man had hid the things in his tent. Whether his family was aware of it or not, it does not say, but all of them are going to pay for the price of it. It says in verse 22, So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran unto the tent, and behold, it was hid in his tent, and the silver under it. And they took them out of the midst of the tent and brought them unto Joshua and unto all the children of Israel. And they laid them out before the Lord. And Joshua, verse 24, and all of Israel with them took Achan, the son of Zerah, the silver and the garments and the wedge of gold and his sons. Remember, all of the descendants of uh, Gehazi, your generations, and his daughters. And his oxen, his asses, his sheep, and his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them unto the valley of Achor. Verse 25, And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all of Israel stoned him with stones, and burnt them with fire, after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his wrath. Wherefore the name of the place is called the Valley of Achor unto this day. So here we see in the scripture that because of the desire that Achan had, it was so easy for him to want that gold and that silver and and those garments but remember god has said be content if you have food you have clothing uh you don't have to be overwhelmed with the covetousness of this world and life is not consisting of the possessions that we have but that was not the result with him so much was paid for it cost so dearly but yet God has already promised to give us what we need, even on a daily basis. So consider that food for thought and for the imagination that give us this day our daily bread on a daily basis. Provide our needs, Lord, so we don't become overwhelmed with the wantonness of this world. Keep looking up our redemption, Daraz nigh. The Lord loves you. We love you. And be blessed. For the rest of the day, in Jesus' name, amen.